Welcome back to a brand new week in episode 10 in season three of Speak Truth to Life with your host, Pam Osby. So there's been a lot of talk of two things going on this year, job cuts and people leaving their jobs. Now, back in the day, um, we didn't have all these labels like, you know, rage applying. <laughs> this is a funny one. And I said, well, maybe we should talk about it. I'm sure people have been doing this for years. Heck, I think I did it before myself. What is rage applying? They're saying that workers and hiring managers should carefully consider decisions made on, made on short-term emotions. Um, rage applying is a work, is a new term talking about the workplace. And it basically people that are professionals are sharing their stories on TikTok and, and other uh, social media talking about knowing your worth and never settling. Now, what I will say about that is that most people know their worth or they undersell their skills. Again, I'm speaking from my own experience. Um, a lot of people I know have settled because they would rather get a job that they're comfortable in. Some people don't want a job hop, meaning, you know, stay, stay in a position for a year to move around and go get another position, et cetera. Um, and professionals are saying when you're doing anything out of a rage space, a space where you're rageful, you're angry, you're mad, you're not thinking long-term and it's more about short-term emotions. <clears throat> I want to disagree because usually the last time I rage applied was a while ago, but I remember being fed up at a particular job because I worked this job for almost four years. In that four years time period, I tried to work with management. I, I went to my supervisor on more than one occasion trying to get some, let them know that I was interested in growing my skills in another space. They basically didn't want that. And instead of, you know, other people were getting promoted left and right. And I was still stuck in a position that wasn't going to pay me. It's like every year I get maybe a thousand dollars increase. And when it's time for promotion, I never got promoted. So when I rage applied, I actually did that because I knew my worth was more than what I had uh, been, you know, it wasn't even about just being paid. It was about being, being in a job and knowing that I'm, I'm worthy to get compensated for the skills and abilities that I'm sharing and doing consistently. Um, now, this expert that said, you know, people are not thinking long-term. When I last rage applied, I thought short-term, but my short-term is different than somebody else's short-term. Short-term for me is an extra two, three years in a position. Short-term for other rage appliers might be six months. It might be a year, it might be nine months. So. Any job that I've worked, I try to stay in a position for at least two to three years. That's short term for me. Um, and I do agree in this article where they're saying people that are rage applying are holding accountable employers who don't recognize their worth by seeking out new opportunities. 
when they're fed up, when they burnt out, they're tired. Um, but employers who are possibly going to hire these rage appliers, unless the rage applier says something in an interview process that lets them know like they were fed up with their employer, they they can't know if that person is thinking short term or long term unless you give them a clue by what you say in the interview. So just be careful. <laughs> so um, basically they're saying the, the recruiters need to be careful and asking certain questions to applicants and see how they react. Um, like, you know, checking out how they feel about office culture, um, you know, are they looking for only money or are they looking for something that's aligned with the company? That's why it's very important for, you know, when you go through the interview process and they, they dig deep and ask you questions, you have to think ahead on your answers and, and be honest. I mean, you know, I've never had, I didn't even have a problem when I got my last position because even though I rage applied, it was after four years of working in the same position um, and being overlooked. Other people, like I said, were being promoted. They always, and I got blocked from jobs. I found out that, you know, other people in my specific department, they also got blocked for opportunities because, you know, our supervisor only wanted to keep what they call the worker bees in the seat. They want because they don't want to like having to train somebody else. They're like, that person's been in this position for X amount of time. I know they know what they're doing. So I want to keep them there. I don't want them to leave. But once I found out that my position, uh, another position I had applied for, which I met the requirements for, I never got a call back for the actual interview. I found out other employees in my specific department also were blocked. And, you know, at that point I was already ready to go anyway. So I was like, you know what, even though I'm comfortable here, I'm, I'm ready to leave because it's time for a change for me. I think it's healthy to reassess when you are in these positions to try to see if you actually want to move on and when you go to the interview and you go through the interview process, you have to be conscious of what you say and how you say it, especially, you know, when they ask these, what I call trick questions at the interview about how you decided to move on. Um, almost always, I never say anything negative about a former employer. I won't say that until I'm hired and months down the line, if they ask my my personal experience, I might say it in a professional way. I won't say I hated a job or anything like that. Um, another interesting statistic from this um, article is that they're saying 52% of new hires had, uh, were already searching for another job after three months or less with an employer. Now, I don't know where they get the statistics from. Um, in the current position that I'm in, after I was hired, I was too busy working to be looking for another job. But every year, 
that I've been in this position and every year I've been in previous positions, I do a check-in with myself to, I'll call it taking the temperature. (laughs) How am I doing? Do I like the position? Are things going well? What could be changed? What can be improved? And then I update my resume. I update my resume. I update my references. And I do that because no job is no job is forever in this society that we live in. You could think that you're doing good at a position. Next thing you know, they cut your job. During the first year of me being in my new in my current position, which I got just before the pandemic happened, um, we had like a huge meeting and my supervisor at the time had texted me and said, are you on the call? And I said, yes, I'm on the call. She said, oh my God, thank God you're on the call. And I'm like, why is she upset? And then as the call went on, they just, you know, basically said they had to cut some jobs and some of our coworkers got cut. This is why I always update my resume. This is why I have my references updated. And I do a reassessment every year of what I did in a position, what, uh, because sometimes we work in so hard in these positions, we forget how we grew over that year. And I suggest anybody do this. You know, my background is employment and vocational case management. And my old position was placing veterans in jobs. So I know about this whole employment thing, like the back of my hand, because I have about probably like eight years experience in working with multiple um, employment programs in the community and working for organizations. So even as a professional, I still have to remind myself, you need to update your skills. You need to go back and look and you need to have multiple resumes. Now, I don't think there's nothing wrong with rage applying if you're thinking long-term, if you're thinking short-term, I don't know me. I've never thought short-term. I never thought, okay, I'm going to be in this position for one year and then I'm bouncing. I've never been a job hopper. I think after my thirties, I tended to stay in every position for a very long time because as you get older, you want a consistent money income coming in. When I was younger and I was like a temp, I was working multiple jobs, multiple jobs. I'll take this. I mean, I I call myself very, very uh, much of a job hopper in my 20s and early 30s. And then after age 35, I, I got a little bit more specific how I wanted to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. Um, but I know... People are what they call quietly quitting. <laughs> they got all these terms, but people have been doing this for a long time. Okay. Just know that people have been doing this stuff for a long time. They ain't have no kind of definition, but quietly, quietly quitting is an employee stays employed, but sets boundaries around work hours and taking work home. Now that's a little bit different than quietly quitting. A lot of people get upset. There was a whole conversation. Maybe it'll be a separate show about quietly quitting. I heard a lot of um, um, employers get upset talking about they don't like that people are quietly quitting. 
But I think you should have boundaries on how you work. In my current position, it's probably been the best organization I've been with because I have a supervisor, my, my main supervisor, who checks in with me quite often. And she asks a few questions like, are you working overtime? And I said, no. Are you working weekends? I said, no. She said, good. Because I want you to be rested Monday through Friday. You do your thing. And in my previous jobs, I was burning out because I would come in at 8. I would leave at 8 p.m. I'll come in at 8.30 and leave at 8 p.m. You know, and, you know, and, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it starts to grate you. You start becoming a little bitter if you're working and burning yourself out. And like, there's an expectation that even though you just left job at eight, then there's an event that occurs at your work site at seven o'clock in the morning. And now you got to get less sleep and get up again, do a full day of work, but get there a little bit earlier. That's why people want to have boundaries, or at least for me, that's why I want to have boundaries on what I do. I don't think it's, it's not, I don't think the expectation should be, oh, you're going to do more than 40 hours. And it's, unless you are a salaried employee, which is different. If you're a salaried employee and the expectations that you're going to work after hours and stuff like that, I think employers should just be honest when they are recruiting people for positions. Again, I'm not a recruiter, but I have recruited people for positions in the past. And, you know, when it comes to work, you don't want people burning out, but also you have to respect the fact that these people have lives, whether your employee is, I don't know, uh, single and don't have kids, you should never assume, oh, they don't have kids. So they, they could stay late and work as late. They, they could be a student going to school. They might have a creative pursuit. They might be performing after work, or they may be volunteering. They may be doing stuff with their time after the they're supposed to be done for the day. You cannot make an assumption based on if they have children or don't have children that they should be beholden to overreach and burn themselves out. Just my opinion. So I think there are a lot of variables where people are either quietly quitting. They're like, you know what? I'm done with this job. I'm going to do the bare minimum. But the bare minimum is nine to five. It doesn't mean that they're being lazy and they're not doing what they need to do. They do what they're supposed to do. They're just not overextending themselves. A lot of times, and I could say as a person who has lived this, you can overextend yourself and you still don't get that respect. They only respect you, some of these people, not all. So they only respect you when you're about to leave. When they find out that you're about to leave, now they get upset. They're like, why this person is leaving? Why they don't like us no more? But if you turn it around, an employer, like I said, my current employer cut people's jobs during the pandemic. They could cut your job at any time. I work under a contract <laughs> that is at will. At will means I can leave when I want to leave or they could say, hey, we ain't giving you no kind of notice. Today's your notice. Today's your last day. So in that situation, you definitely could be, you know, dealing with a job that will cut your job. I mean, this week alone, last week, I mean, 
Microsoft let go a lot of people. Google left, I mean, like 12,000 people. Amazon, in the first month of 2023, we have multiple, multiple companies letting people go and getting no type of heads up. I saw a social media post from a woman who worked at Google. She logged into her computer and it says offline. She gets an email from her boss says, please call me. And basically because she didn't want this woman to see the articles about Google letting go 12,000 employees. There's a reason why some people are quietly quitting because maybe they they feel like they're not appreciated or people are leaving without giving a two-week notice. I don't suggest it, but some people have done that. And then people are ragefully uh, applying for jobs because they're like, I'm done with this job. So it's all kinds of motivations. And it's just interesting time for employment. You know, anybody that's out there that's not working because of several reasons, you know, my heart is with you because it's not easy trying to get another job, especially if you're in a certain field, especially because you have a certain standard of living and also cost of living. So good luck out there, but also sometimes moving in a stealth way is not a bad thing. And I mean, you got to be quietly quitting. Just be respectful of your job, of your, your customers or whoever you work with. Do what you need to do, but leave on a high note. That is just my opinion. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great week.